The Today's Homeowner Radio Podcast is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to Today's Homeowner with Danny Lipford, your partner in home improvement. Everyone has questions about their home. We've got the answers, and we have a few laughs along the way. Informative, entertaining, and sometimes off the wall. Home improvement has never been this much fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. You're in the right place for the very best, most realistic home improvement advice you'll find anywhere. I'm Joe Truini. Danny's on vacation this week. So to help out with today's show, I've brought in a very special guest. She's host, co-host of the Today's Homeowner TV show, creator and host of the popular web series, Checking In With Chelsea. It is Chelsea Lipford-Wolf. Thank you, Chelsea, Woo! for joining us. Represent Welcome. the Lipfords. We're keeping it in the family. Thanks so much for uh, filling in for dad. I understand. Oh, happy to be here. Yeah, I understand he's out of town. Tell us uh, Yeah, tell us so it, um, him and my mom are celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary. Wow, And so they them. planned a somewhat um, last-minute trip. Um, down to the Caribbean, I guess. It, they're going to Aruba. I'm assuming that's still in the, Caribbean. the Caribbean. It sounds I've like passed. it's pretty far away. I think it's beyond the Caribbean. It's yeah. almost South America. I'm not sure right? what's yeah. beyond the Caribbean, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at directions, but not at geography. Well, I'm so. in Connecticut, so I can tell you I am beyond <laughs> the Caribbean, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, so I hope they have a, a great trip, and um, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, 40 years. Your mom put up your dad for uh, 40 no, You only had to do it for... No, half of that, a little yeah, more than half of that. That's yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, I, miracles do do happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're, my my wife Marla and I are celebrating our fortieth later this year. Oh, y'all got married I, the same year. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. Um, and uh, I said, hanging out with me is like dog years, so it's not forty years for my wife. It's, you have to multiply it times seven. Times so seven. It's like, Woo! So it's like two. It's her two hundred eightieth wedding. Oh wow! Go Marla. For me, for me, it's only it's only forty years. <laughs> Uh, well, Chelsea and I are here and ready to answer any of your home improvement questions you may have. So get in touch. You can email us at todayshomeowner.com slash ask or pick up the phone and call 24-7, the Today's Homeowner hotline at 1-800-946-4420. And coming up this hour, we are answering lots of calls and emails, including what to do with an old brick walkway that's overgrown with grass and weeds. So should you repair it or replace it? So we'll, we'll kick that around. Also, we'll discuss the benefits of an electric heat pump water heater, not a standard water heater, but a heat pump water heater, and how to make sure your window screens will keep out the bugs this summer. It's turning spring in most parts of the country, so uh, that's pretty important. Plus, we'll tackle lots of emails, and later in the hour, we'll have a new simple solution on how to transform a plastic soda bottle into a mini greenhouse for starting plants from seeds. This time it year, of course, people are thinking of starting gardens and it might be too cold in most places to put the plants outside. So um, we're going to be we're going to be showing how you can start them indoors using this soda bottle. Um, so Chelsea, I'd love to hear about what's going on at your home. I know your dad had mentioned that the ranch revival that's taking place at your house, which has been fantastic, all the projects you've done, um, you've got some new ones coming up. But, but before you get into that, I want to share a couple of um, quick things. We got some feedback from a listener um, from a few weeks ago, we had given some advice to a homeowner on air on how to care for a sickly tree. And then we heard from Ricardo Johnson in Maryland, who's a professional tree surgeon. I'm not, I'm not sure I knew there were tree surgeons. Whoa, anyway, I like that. that that's kind of cool, right? That's a fun title. Um, 
He, yeah, he wrote, um, hi, Danny and Joe, I heard you talking about how to restore the health of a sick tree. The very first thing to do is dig around the trunk of the tree to expose the root flare. Most trees are planted way too deep, resulting in the root flare being buried under several inches of the soil. And that is absolutely correct. Um, the root flare is when you're looking at a tree and the tree trunk comes straight down and just before it gets to the ground, it flares out and gets wide mm. and then joins the roots. Too often that flare, the roots of course are always buried, but that flare is buried and never ever should be. So thank you, Ricardo, for sharing that tip. And then I think it was just last week, we had a caller who had a single handle faucet on, on his uh, kitchen sink, I think it was, Chelsea. Mm -hmm. and, it has, and it's held in place by a set screw. Well, for some reason, that set screw kept loosening up. He said every time, like every week or so, the handle wouldn't work and the set screw was loose. So we gave him a couple of tips. We weren't really sure what to tell him, put glue on it, tighten it up. But then I thought of something afterwards I wanted to share is you can get plumber's putty. Plumber's putty is just uh, comes ah. in a little tub and it's, it's really, it's like a thick putty, but it doesn't dry so hard that it prevents you from unthreading a plumbing okay. fixture, which is which is smart because sometimes you have to take apart plumbing, threaded plumbing fixtures. So, so for that um, listener, hopefully he's listening again, put a little plumber's putty on that set screw, drive it in. And this way, if you do have to remove it, um, you can remove it. If you glue it in place, it might not have. Yeah, it probably gives it just enough tension that it doesn't come loose just by yeah. everyday use. Yeah, I guess he's using it a lot. And it, you know, if you use it enough, you loosen it up. Yeah. All right, let's get back to your ranch revival. So uh, I know last time I heard, I know you put in all new cabinets, all new flooring. Yes. And then dad was mentioning, he was really upset that what happened? Somebody moved something and scratched up your brand new floor. Is that, did that happen? Do I remember? That um, our washing machine walked while it was in use during the spin cycle. Oh. It moved forward oh. six inches. And I know because wow. I had the machines all perfectly lined up, the washer yeah, and dryer right. right next to each other, and it had moved forward um, a couple of inches, and it um, scratched the floor. Oh, um, it just had metal feet on it. And, of course, I found a solution um, to keep it from walking right. that also padded the feet. And then when, when I was moving everything back into our laundry room after we um, did an episode of the TV show there, after right. we did that, um, I found the original package from when I got the washing machine, and it had rubber feet that I guess I was originally oh. supposed to put on the washing machine. And I was so mad that I could have prevented that. But we did um, fill in the scratch with a stain pen, like a stain marker, oh, yeah. and yeah. it really, it's not that big of a deal, and it's oh, tucked good. in the laundry room. We have doors now, so nobody sees it but me. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah that was annoying. Yeah, well, that <laughs> goes to show. The lesson there is open every little envelope. That's right. Right? Look inside. <laughs> what I did with my washer and dryer, we have it in the basement, and it was sitting on concrete floor. Nothing bouncing around on the concrete cannot no. be good. So I just built the pallet. Um, and it's wide enough for the washer and dryer. Uh -huh. And I strapped them both down with ratcheting band clamps. Sounds like uh -huh. a simple solution. I should shoot. Yeah. And I've got that thing strapped down. So um, so it's not an issue. This is also safe from a hurricane, it sounds like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do put doors on your laundry room, at least the washer won't leave the That's room. That's right. It's, yeah. <laughs> it. it's in timeout in its room. Yeah. So what else is going on? What's next on the on the revival project? Well, you know, we've um, been we've been renovating basically one room at a time in our house. And every time right. we work on one room, I change out the interior door associated with that room. We oh, had just good. plain um, flat doors, um, yeah, hollow core panel. doors. Right. I remember. And um, undersized knobs. Like I'm okay. guessing they're original to the house built in um, 55 or 56. Oh, okay. And yeah. um, so the hole that is used for the doorknob is smaller than like a hole you would drill for a doorknob nowadays. 
Right. And yeah. some of them weren't working very well. So I bought all the materials I needed at one time. So they've been cluttering the garage, but I've been right. slowly changing out each interior door. And I finally, um, I have a few more tweaks to make, but all of the doors have been changed out now. Oh, beautiful. And all new doorknobs that work. Um, and it's a huge relief because that's, I mean, I think there were 13 doors. Wow. So it's like just slowly doing that over time, just kind of wears away at you. Yeah. It's something like the first time you're like, yeah, I can do this. And then you're like, okay, I can do it, but I really don't want to because I already did it before. <laughs> and so I'm losing my mojo, but yeah. I'm, I'm getting it back now that um, the project is coming to an end. Well, that's, that's almost, that's very good uh, about how and almost any home improvement project worked. You're really excited in the beginning. By the end, you're, you're sick of it. But then as, a, <laughs> as you're so wrapping true. it up, yeah, it and gets I, better and better. And I mentioned that the, the previous doors were hollow core, so we're going right. back with the solid core door. So yeah. as you can imagine, they're pretty heavy, heavy yeah. duty, and yeah. it helps reduce just the noise um, flowing um, from the different rooms. And these are panel doors, like raised panel, or what yeah, did you um, yeah. I, yeah, the raised panel. Like so not not panel, not the six panel because I wanted to have it a little bit um, more traditional for our age house. So it's sure. a, yeah. you know longer panel over a shorter mm-hmm. panel. So just oh, the two beautiful. panels. Yeah. And did yeah. you have to replace the jams and everything with these? No, no, just the so, doors themselves. Yeah. So oh, we okay. bought the, the slab doors and uh, mortised the hinges and drilled the holes for the doorknobs. And of course, I have a video. About the process, two two different ways you can mortise hinges, one without power tools and one with power tools, and that's at checkingwithchelsea.com. Oh, great. In fact, I have a simple solution coming up. That, yes. Uh, is that this summer or next summer about, about um, putting in uh, mortises, like how, uh, an accurate way to, to cut mortises? Ooh, I'll have to listen. All right. Well, well thanks again for joining us. Um, we've got a lot to share with you, so get in touch. You can email us at todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Call the hotline 1 800 946 4420. You're listening to today's homeowner radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Today's homeowner is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hello, and welcome back to today's homeowner radio show where we're heard on over 350 radio stations coast to coast. And we're very proud of each and every one of them, including WHMP 96.9 FM and 1400 AM in Northampton, Massachusetts, just north of where I am here in Connecticut. So we want to welcome everyone in the Massachusetts area listening to us. If you have a home improvement question, get in touch with us. We'll see if we can help you out. And right now we're going to go to that hotline. We have Elaine in Alabama has a question about a brick walkway. Elaine, welcome to the show, and thanks for sending those photographs. Those help a lot. I want you to share with what's going on at your house today. Okay. Well, I have a brick ranch that was built in probably 1970. Okay. And the I have a front walkway that's also made of brick. Um, it's either mortared together or cemented. I'm not sure. Okay. But currently it is just a weedy front walkway. I have to put um, weed spray on it in the summer so I can actually see it, or I have right. to mow it. <laughs> so <help laughs> yeah, when you're mow- when you're mowing your brick walkway, that's it, a sign bad. that things. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Yeah, I can tell by the front. Chelsea, I don't know if you can have the- see these photographs, but it's yes. pretty bad. Yeah, when you have to mow your walkway, that, that that's trouble. But yeah, okay. Right. So, what is it you want to do with this other than keep well, grass from growing through? Well, my question is. Do I have to rip this old walkway up, or can I put um, 
uh, I'm thinking about using the cement molding, uh, cement blocks that look like, you know, bricks. You're talking about like paver, pavers, or are you talking about like using a like walk, walk maker? Yeah, walk you... maker. yeah uh, uh, the, the forms that the oh, okay. cement goes yeah. in that the look quick like The walk makers. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know what the name is, though. So. <laughs> yeah, they're called walk maker. Yeah. Okay. Um, so okay. do I have to rip up this um, the old walkway before I can do that? Yeah. I mean, I would not. This is in such rough shape. Um, I would not just put something on top of it. Um, I think you're better off at this point if, if you don't want to try to save it, which would probably require pulling it up anyway. Um, right. Yeah. I don't think there's any saving. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to have to pull up all those bricks and I would save them because old bricks are pretty popular and pretty, um, desirable and maybe you can use them elsewhere, but pull them up, um, prep the surface as, as well as you can, you know, you may have to put down more gravel or whatever you need, um, I'm not really sure. Chelsea's had some experience with those walk makers on some TV projects. Um, do you remember what you put those down on? I, do you, can you do that on a compacted bed or does it have to be concrete? Do you remember, Chelsea, how those walk maker molds Yeah, work? you don't you don't have to put down a concrete oh, good. bed underneath it, but you do put concrete in the form. Right. But yeah, absolutely, she would want to, yeah. uh, Elaine, you would want to get rid of the, since it doesn't seem like a very solid foundation. You want to tear up those yeah, bricks well. and get those out of there. You don't want your new walkway to crumble because of the foundation. Um, but we right. do have a video on that at todayshomeowner.com um, using that walk maker that would give you all the tips and tricks that you would need. Yeah, great. And, and Elaine, I see photographs of three steps going up to, I guess, a patio. I have yeah, never is, seen steps built like that that weren't in a swimming I, pool I have, or something. I have what not is either. that? Those was there a swimming fun, pool there? You sure there wasn't a swimming pool? No, I've never seen steps like that. That's, those are dangerous. Yeah, it is. Very yeah. dangerous. And we, I want to replace those. Yeah. So how do you rip out, um, I mean, is this something that possibly that I can do, or do I have yes. to hire somebody to rip this no, out? No, no, you, you could do it. They're small. In fact, we'll we'll try to remember to post a photograph of this on our website, on the radio page of the website, so that our listeners can see what we're talking about, these steps. I um, mean, yeah, I would, you could just use a, a heavy hammer and a cold chisel and just bust them all up, or you could rent an electric chipping hammer, which is like a little mini jackhammer for lack of a better word and you just tell, tell them what you're doing that's very it's yeah a very benign, i would suspect that it's probably not attached to the skirt of the porch very well no, no. it is it is not there is a crack there oh, yeah. that'd be easy like down. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'll see once you start start at the top and you start using that electric chipping hammer which is very is a pretty easy to control tool Joe, does that I've used a small one yep. before that attaches to an air compressor. Yeah, this would Is be electric. That... Okay, yeah, this, okay. Yeah, this way you wouldn't need a compressor. They, they, gotcha. You're right. They do make the, the pneumatic ones, but you could rent one, I don't know, maybe it costs $60, $70 a day, and this wouldn't take yeah. a whole day to do. And you just bust them up. You'll see it'll come apart. This thing's probably waiting to fall apart anyway, so. Yeah, um, well, this sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it does. It's fun right. for us, not for you, maybe. And maybe um, even get a. Um, I'm a big fan of um, child labor. Maybe get a little a, t- a teenager in the in uh-huh. the neighborhood to help you haul the bricks, you know, that's around right. back hey, or I, wherever. I think like you do. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a oh, good idea. Go. Well, there you go. Yeah, and then you'll have to decide. Okay, well now you had, what are you going to do when those are gone? You can get precast concrete steps if you like the look of that. That'd be the easiest and probably yeah. That, that's a, what I was thinking of. Yeah, they'll just nice. come and set it right in place. 
Um, in fact, maybe yeah. do that before you do the walkway, just so they know where you know where everything is. Um, but anyway, Lane, I think with um, pulling up those bricks and and using the walk maker or pavers or whatever you want to do, you'll have a clean slate uh, to start with, right? A cl- some nice clean compacted surface, and then um, you can put in you know pour the the walk maker and. And they come in different, and you can dye the cement before you put it in the concrete, before you put it in, if you want to change the color of it. So there's a lot of ways to go once you get this old brick out of there. Yeah, that, that's going to be the hard part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, not having to mow my front walkway will be worth it. <laughs> That'll be a, a new lease on life. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, well th- thank you so much, Elaine, and uh, good luck with that project. And give us a call if you need any other help. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Hey, Chelsea, I saw Dad and I answer questions every single week, sometimes two or three times about mortar and concrete and the cracking of concrete and how to stop concrete from cracking. And our answer is always, you really can't stop concrete from cracking. It's going to crack. And then I saw this report from Italy on ancient Roman concrete. And why is this lasting so long? They can't imagine why it's been, you know, the, the... the um, buildings and the domes and the right. aqueducts are a thousand, two thousand years old and older, and they're still up and they're in great shape. And so they studied a team from Switzerland and Italy and the United States. They analyzed two thousand year old concrete samples, wow. and what they found is that they found white chunks in the concrete that they call them lime casts. Excuse me, lime class. I'm huh. not sure. C L A S T S clats. I don't know what huh. that is exactly. And what they found, when they first found these white chunks in the concrete, they thought it had been overlooked as maybe sloppy mixing or poor quality materials when they built it. But what they found is these white chunks actually heal and fix any fissures or cracks. So as the concrete's cracking, these lime clasks release themselves and they fill in all these. Now, how they figured that out over 2,000 years ago, we have patios cracking Today, I'm not really sure. Did they add it after it started cracking, or is this in the mix? No, this was in the original they, mix. Wow. And, you know, I mean, they, they use this material to build like the Pantheon in Rome, which is the world's right. largest unreinforced dome. If anyone's ever seen that, it's pretty Ooh. remarkable and it's you know, whatever it is, 2,000, 3,000 years old. So hopefully, um, we'll be answering fewer questions about concrete as as they now where you live in in alabama i think patios are pretty popular do you have one at your new home by the way do you have a patio are you yes, on pouring it, one? the house came with a patio and is it in pretty good shape your house was built in the 50s the so. concrete is it for some, they did it in squares and right. between the squares is pressure treated wood and all the wood is rotting oh well i assume it was pressure treated it might not have been maybe that's yeah, why it's yeah. rotting um so i need to tear that out and replace it but yeah the the concrete itself is in great shape. Oh, good. Well, um, well, when uh, and, and then when you add on to your house, I understand you get, that's the next big project. Maybe yes. you'll get a, another patio or a deck or something. Yeah. Yes. Well, you live in a great part of the country where we're living outdoors. I'm in Connecticut, so yeah. You know, how much time are we going to spend outdoors? But you guys, especially with <laughs> four children, you're probably outside all the time. Oh right? yes, yeah. throw them outside. You know they they say um, they have signs that say free range chickens. But well, we have free range children at our house. <laughs> you have to fence them in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you're, you're listening to today's Home Owner Radio. We're going to take a short break. And then when we get back, we'll have a best new product coming up from Home Depot and a live caller. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more great home improvement advice here at today's Home Owner Radio. 
Today's homeowner is brought to you by Deitch Coatings. Easily roll on your new stone countertop, garage floor, and more in just a weekend with Deitch. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our best new product segment, brought to you by The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Soil is one of the biggest problems people have with getting plants to thrive. So container plants have an advantage as long as you choose the right soil for your container. That's why Vigoro developed their all-purpose potting mix. It is specially blended to be used in containers and pots, indoors or out. This mix is certified by the Mulch and Soil Council and is specially formulated to Retain moisture. That's especially important in container gardening because it means less watering for you and consistent moisture for your fruit, flowers, or vegetables. The formula also continuously feeds the plants for up to nine months to ensure they do thrive. For more information on this Vigoro potting soil for indoor or outdoor, log on to homedepot.com. Well, thanks, Danny. Danny obviously pre-recorded that before he left for vacation, so so thanks again. Yeah, actually, we use that soil in an upcoming TV show project. It's going to be airing April 17th or the week of April 17th, but we turned a sunroom on the back of a house into a garden growing room. And so dad created these really beautiful, um, basically a raised garden bed for inside the house. And we used that potting soil to um, help um, Sterling, the homeowner's plants grow. Oh, great. We'll look yeah. forward to seeing that. And uh, before we go, we have a live caller on air with us, Greg. But before we go to Greg, I wanted to mention that um, we were talking about concrete and, and patios earlier. And there's uh, one of our most popular and favorite um, con- uh, contests coming up soon. Why don't you tell us about that, Chelsea? Yeah, everyone is invited to enter right now for a chance to win our Backyard Paradise contest. Um, and the one winner will receive a backyard makeover, um, a $10,000 value using Pavestone and Quickrete products. And the teams from Pavestone and Quickrete and the Today's Hemminer team help design your backyard and help make it um, exactly what you need in your backyard space. And then you get to be on the TV show. We come to your house and you get to make us breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then we give you a beautiful patio. <laughs> That's a fair deal. I mean, Danny, you never know how much Danny's going to eat, but That's it's true. still a pretty good deal. Yeah, Chelsea and Danny shows up at your house and they right. fix so up you, your backyard. So how you can that? enter that right now through the end of the month um, at todayshomeowner.com slash backyard paradise. Okay, let's let's go right to the hotline. Greg's calling from Minnesota. I think we've spoken to you in the past, haven't we, Greg? You certainly have. Have we helped you out? Well, you called back, so I guess we must have helped you out a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, I just I just have the time to uh, get curious about certain things around the house. This isn't so much an individual problem or issue I'm having. It's it's kind of a um, industry of the heat pump electric water heaters. And I was listening to another home improvement show, and they were they were touching on it, and I got real curious because I, I do have a heat pump. I've had one for 10 years, and when they mentioned the water heater and how much it, it's so efficient, it can save you up to 50% electric cost, I got kind of curious, and I see all the box stores carry them. Well, that's a good sign. It means, that means they're working and people are, are demanding them, right? Yeah. Well, do you have any knowledge of how they work and... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the um, heat pump water heater works just like any heat pump, as you probably know, since you live with one. Heat pump is an amazing piece of equipment that's been around for a few generations now. And it becomes so 
much more efficient than they ever used to be. And the way a heat pump works is basically it takes heat out of the air and it applies it to whatever you need it to do, heat the house, or in this case, heat the water. And they originally, heat pumps originally were only um, efficient in areas that had either warm or relatively mild climate, you know, like maybe up as far as Maryland or so. But if you lived up in New England, where I am, they couldn't extract enough heat out of the cold air. Well, that was generations ago, and now they're super efficient. And so um, electric water heaters account for about 18% of your electricity cost, a standard water heater. Um, A heat pump water heater uses 63% less energy than a traditional electric water heater. So you can see right there how much how much you're going to save. Um, they're, they're, they're like two to three times more efficient, according to the Department of Energy. Um, and they often say it works as it works like a refrigerator, but in reverse, which it always confuses me. So I don't even try to get into that. But basically what it does, it extracts heat from the air. And even if the air, the outside air is 20 degrees, there's still heat in there, right? Because if it was zero degrees, it would be even colder. So we've got 20 degrees of heat in it. So essentially that's all it does. It takes the heat from outdoors. It puts it in this case into the unit to help heat the water. It all sounds great. And it saves a heat pump water heater can save a, a family of four, about $330, $330 a year, according to energy, the Energy Star website. I read that recently, $330 a year on your electric bill. Um, and it has a longer lifespan um, a heat pump water heater can last up to 15 years or more, where conventional electric heaters usually, you know, you're lucky if you get 10 or 12 years out of it. And that's all great. Well, then what's the deal? Why, don't, why doesn't everybody have one? Well, here's the one drawback. A 50-gallon heat pump water heater costs about $1,100. You can buy a standard electric water heater for a third of that, you know, $250, $300. So it's like, okay, well, how many water heaters can I replace if I'm buying them for $250 instead of $1,100? Right. But then you're not factoring in, of course, the energy saving. So my point of view would be, I'm not sure how Chelsea feels about this. She's just remodeling a whole house, an older house. She's remodeling right. every bit of it. If you, if it's in your budget, I would, you'd make up the extra cost in your electric bill. So I would definitely go for the, the heat pump water heater. Well, it sounds like what it'll pay for itself in three years with the energy savings. Yep. So if you're in the if your water heater is bad and you need to replace one, then replace it with an electric heat pump. But don't go out and buy one just because it's cool or new. Right. Wait until exactly. you need a new one to replace yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. We we often say that people call and say, you know, my my whatever it is, my appliance is working great, but you know, I want a new one. Well, you know, I guess you could do that, but <laughs> unless it's but in this case, you're going to be saving. Like Chelsea said, you can be saving quite a bit of electricity. It might pay for itself. So, if your if your water heater is older and you're looking to upgrade, um, I, I would do that. Does that make sense to you, Greg? Yeah. The other thing I'd throw in there is that our heat pump in the um, is using off peak, right? And the electrical charge is half of what regular kilowatt charge is. So that in itself is a big big savings. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you'll you'll find with these new water heaters, they have a high demand or hybrid mode that you can switch to, you know, if you're not getting enough hot water. But um, listen, thanks again for calling. We appreciate hearing from you. And uh, don't be afraid to call next time you have a question. Well, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to today's homeowner radio. Here are Danny and Joe. And welcome back. I hope you're one of the more than 150,000 homeowners who are currently receiving the Today's Homeowner newsletter each and every week. And if you're not, go to todayshomeowner.com slash newsletter and sign up for free. It's completely free, and we promise never to sell your email to anyone else. It's just a way for us to deliver to you the most practical home improvement advice right to your inbox. Again, sign up for free at todayshomeowner.com slash newsletter. And now let's go to the homeowner, today's homeowner hotline, where we have Lindy on the phone calling from Georgia. Hello, Lindy. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Tell us what's going on there. I see you sent a couple of photographs of, looks like the windows on the outside of your home with some screens on them. Yes. It's not the screens I'm worried about. Okay. Um, this is a brand new home and my oh. first brand new home. Oh, congratulations. And thank you. Um, but the windows seem like they need caulking around them or okay. something to prevent bugs and moisture to get back there. I asked the builder at the time, um, and he said, oh, no, no, no. They're designed differently these days. But I don't really believe Okay. That. They're designed differently to allow bugs into the house? I'm not sure what he meant by <laughs> Now, I'm, look, I'm looking at these photographs, and when you say the bugs and moisture, are the bugs and moisture getting on, the, the bugs are getting into the interior of the house? On the side of the windows, right next to the party board and yep. between the window, there's gaps. Yep, I see that. And the bugs are getting into those gaps? Not yet, but I think it'll happen soon. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but they no, won't the get into the house. Was, they won't get into the house. They'll just get into the gaps be, be behind us, next to the siding, behind the window frame. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So my question was, how do I cock this or prevent it? Okay, well... You can certainly caulk that. Um, they're not, it's not ordinarily caulked because if the bugs get behind the window frame and in that, that tapered gap where the beveled siding is, you know, I mean, they're not going to get into the house. They're not going to cause any damage. But if you wanted to caulk it, um, what is that caulk, Chelsea, that, um, that type yeah, bond? Type bond um, is a, most people know them as a glue manufacturer, Lindy, but they make a great line of caulks as well. And they came out with a new one that's super durable for exterior. What is that called? Yeah. Duramaster. We um, used right. it to caulk around the windows at our house. And Lindy, um, why I liked it is because it's um, super flexible and um, moves. Like you have the windows next to the fiber cement. They're going to expand and contract differently. And so this um, Duramaster expands and contracts with those different building materials, um, but you can clean it up with water. So if you've oh, ever great. used any kind of sealant that wasn't water-based, you know what an advantage a water-based sealant is. And so um, that's Titebond's Duramaster, and it um, comes in clear or white, but the white is paintable. So oh, you, if, yeah. you know if you caulked in there and you wanted to paint it to match your siding after the fact, um, you could certainly do that. I'm, I tell you, I'm a big fan of clear caulk. I've been using that a yeah. lot lately because, you know, I mean, the white... You know, what do you need white for? I mean, your siding but appears to be where like do you a gray. use it? Where do I use outside, the clear? Like the outside? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I just, okay. yeah, I use it outside. Any joint between two pieces, I was putting up some AZEC trim around a bay window okay. installed. So I use the clear. Because a lot um, of times you would want, you want to fill a gap so that you don't see the gap. Right. So if you use clear, then you're still going to see it. You're still going to see it. But white, you, in this case, you'd have to then paint it, Go back it, and I paint guess. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Clear. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess you could do that. What I would do is I would do one window and see, even do half of one window and just see if there's an issue with the other side of the window, if bugs are getting in there. Um, fortunately, this looks like it's probably aluminum or a vinyl window, so the bugs won't bother it. The siding is fiber cement. The bugs won't bother that either. So um, I think, you know, you could fill it. Um, I'm not sure what the advantage of filling it other than, like you said, you can keep bugs out. But as long as they're not getting into the house, that's the main thing. Do you think I have to worry about moisture or rain getting through there? No, the if top? it's properly no, if it's properly installed and flashed, um, it's a brand new house, so I'm assuming they use the the best type of uh, flashing around the window before they set it into the opening. Um, if it's if it hasn't been an issue yet, I wouldn't be too concerned with it. You have to wait till you go through the really rainy uh, spring and then see. But I don't think it'd be an issue if you have moisture on the inside of the glass then, you know, that's a high moisture content in the home. It has nothing to do with, you know, anything going on outside. So that's the only thing you need to be concerned with is, um, you know, or obviously if there's moisture between the panes of glass, then you have to get the, the repair uh, glazier to come out to repair the window because then that, that seal has been breached and moisture is getting between the glass. But until something like that happens, I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't even caulk it unless it's an issue. Okay. Thank you so much for your... Oh, you're very idea. welcome. Thanks for calling. You're listening to today's homeowner radio and coming up is a simple solution where I show how to make a mini greenhouse for starting seeds indoors. And don't forget the today about the today's homeowner Facebook page where you can leave a comment or go to the today's homeowner podcast to listen to past radio shows, get daily tips for today's homeowner and the weekly ask Danny episodes. Simply search today's homeowner podcast on your favorite podcasting app. We'll be right back. Today's homeowner is brought to you by Fluidmaster. Find out more at shop.fluidmaster.com. Spring is right around the corner, and so a lot of gardeners are starting their seeds indoors. And here's a quick way to make a what's called a cloche, which is basically a, a mini greenhouse for germinating seeds in pots and planters out of a one liter soda bottle. So what we're trying to do is take the soda bottle and uh, the two liter bottle and cut it in half and discard the bottom half of the bottle, then set the top half over the seeds in the pot or in the plant or wherever it is. And, it, and again, what it creates is a little greenhouse. What happens is the, the bottle will trap heat, prevent moisture evaporation, which really speeds up the growth of these plants. And if the air, and I typically put this in a window near, you know, on the sunny side of the house, but if the air inside the cloche gets a little too hot, you simply unscrew the bottle cap and that will release some of that heat. That's awesome. Uh, is that amazing? And I mean, did, I've used this. Didn't and you it, do a simple solution where you put a seed in an ice cream cone? Yes, that's right. That so was you could when, do, you could combine right, the you could two. Do both. <laughs> yeah. Well, we tried doing that with Danny, but he kept, he went out and got ice cream. Uh, I said, I told him I just needed the cones. (laughs) I told him we just needed the cones and then he went out and got cones, but he came back with ice cream too. I was like, wait a minute, Dan, you're not. So I had to, we had to shoot it as quickly as we could before all the cones and the ice cream was gone. Yeah, that's right. There's a simple solution. It's a biodegradable uh, seed cup. I love so it. you put you start the seeds in an ice cream cone and then just bury the whole thing, cone and all. Do you and do any gardening or vegetable growing? I do. I built a greenhouse for Popular Mechanics. It's been now maybe a year or a half ago, and so I have a place to start. Oh, and that's it, it, cool! It's amazing. It gets yeah. so hot in there. I had to put a 
uh, a vent that opens automatically. Wear your um, bathing suit when you're out there planting. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> in the in the snowstorm. Yeah, in the snowstorm. Yeah, amazing. Even when it's snowy here in Connecticut, it gets up into the 60s and 70s there. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, before we wrap up the show, I want uh, to remind you what you can see on today's homeowner TV show this weekend. What do you got there, Chelsea? Yes, we worked with a first-time homeowner, which I'm all too familiar with, even though it's been, geez. 10 years since I bought my first house. Um, And we helped her just do a few things around the house that you need to do and need to be thinking about when you buy your first home. You know, you want to do all the pretty fun things, but we did some practical things. Um, She got a new um, HVAC unit. um, And then we also, and and because she had an older home, um, the insulation in the attic was lacking, which would have made her new air conditioning unit work harder. So we added more insulation in there in the attic around all of her ductwork up there. And then um, her toilet was not working as well, running a little bit. And so we rebuilt the inside of the toilet, which is such a great way to save a few bucks. You don't have to replace a toilet. You can just replace the insides, um, replace the brains of the toilet. And then um, we also (laughs) updated her plain white laminate countertops with a um, Luxrock. Um, which is a stone Mm -hmm. countertop coating. And so that really improved the look and the functionality of her, of her very simple um, kitchen countertops. Great. All right. Well, if you're interested in seeing the TV show, you can go to todayshomeowner.com right now to find out where in your area you can watch the show. We're in over 90% of the country, so I'm sure you'll find a station near you. And don't forget our streaming services. You can see the show and past episodes on Roku, Pluto, Freevee, Tubi, Crackle, Exumo. And we have our own station on LG Smart TV, channel 476, and Vizio Smart TV, channel 516. And can you imagine saying a few years ago, I have to turn to page to, to page to uh, channel 516. That's when you have a lot of TV channels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the great thing is you can watch the Today's Homer TV show 24-7 if you're interested in that. Um, okay, well, that's going to pretty much wrap up the first hour of Today's Homeowner Radio. I'm Joe Truini, along with our very special guest co-host, Chelsea Lipford-Wolf, engineer Corey Wilson, and producer Jacob Scarborough. Thanks so much for spending part of your very busy weekend with us. And please join us again next week here at Today's Homeowner Radio. Goodbye, everybody. Ciao.